Um, we had a uh, another uh, problem uh, involving the police. And this time it was the real police. It was not a couple of derelicts in a pickup truck. Okay. So, first and secondly, let's look at something here. I said I was going to read this at the beginning of every show about what Trump has done for the black community. Uh, He's done prison reform, which goes against the Democrats' 1994 um, criminal justice reform bill. The, uh, you know, Clinton and his three strikes you're out bill. uh, And this was something that was backed by Joe Biden, uh, voted for by Joe Biden. Uh, Also, Trump's given money to historic black colleges, more money per year over the next 10 years than any president before him. He's put uh, government resources into sickle cell anemia research, which is a disease that uh, affects the black community much worse than any other. Uh, He's put up opportunity scholarships so that kids uh, in poor schools well, bad school districts, school districts that are underperforming can get a scholarship to a charter school. And he's created opportunity zones, which give tax breaks to companies that open businesses in black communities. This gives, you know, black folks a opportunity that wasn't there before um now the other day um you've probably seen the video by now okay i held off for a couple days to see what was going to happen see what was going to come to light because things in uh, the ahmaud arbery case aren't all they seem or seemed at first, okay? But we'll get to that later. Um, not, I still detest and say that the guys who were who shot Arbery are murderers. I don't back away from that whatsoever. But I want to talk to you about George Floyd and the George Floyd incident. Uh, the George Floyd murder uh, at the hands of the uh, at the well at the knee of one Minneapolis police officer. Uh, Donald J. Trump tweeted and posted on his Facebook at my request, the FBI and Department of Justice ha- are already well into an investigation as to the very sad and tragic death in Minnesota of George Floyd. I have asked for this investigation 
to be expedited and greatly appreciate all of the work by the local law enforcement. My heart goes out to George's family and his friend and friends. Justice will be served according to President Trump. So many a video have come out about this. Uh, there was there are now uh, surveillance camera footage, footages, videos um, showing what led up to this. Now, the background of it is uh, George Floyd was in a convenience store of some sort. And he allegedly was uh, trying to forge something. At first they said a check, and he didn't have proper identification. So something went on inside the store between Mr. George and the store owner, cashier, whatever. And the police were called. So when the police arrived, uh, you see, this is from the surveillance camera footage uh, at another store nearby. Or it could have been the store that George had come out of. I'm not positive. Uh, is I keep calling him Mr. George. His name is George Floyd. So anyways, Mr. Floyd, uh, they, so the police pull up on this uh, older model black SUV. It's a Mercedes-Benz, but not in real good condition. Um, there's an officer of color, person of color. At first I thought he was black, and then I said, well, he could be like maybe Middle Eastern or you know, some other descent, so we'll just say he's a person of color, even though I don't like the term person of color, but for lack of a better term, because I don't care what his ethnicity is, I, he's a man, and he walked up, uh, he goes up to Mr. Floyd's vehicle, and, you know, they try to get Mr. Floyd to come out, they end up pulling him out of the vehicle, the officer does, and he's not, like, easygoing, but he's not resisting either. He's talking to the officer, and I think, you know, he didn't want to get out of the vehicle because he was scared. Um, you know, it, but it's not like he's fighting the officer in any way. Um, so, you know, Floyd is under control. There were two other people in the SUV. Uh, another officer directed them to get out and stand up against the wall of this building. Uh, the, there's a man in the front seat and there's a female in the back seat. They both get out uh, and then the female approaches the officers as they're taking Mr. Floyd into handcuffs and, you know, walking him along. And... 
the officers tell the female to back up, and she does. Uh, Mr. Floyd then goes and has his back to the wall of this building. And you can tell he's just uncomfortable, but not resistant, in my opinion. Uh, he sits down on the sidewalk. Uh, I, don't, I guess the officer directed him to sit down. Um, then, from this security camera footage, a second police vehicle pulls in. And the first set of police vehicles are parked about like a quarter of a block away. So there's a street. There's the wall and the building where Mr. Floyd had come out of or where they pulled him out of his SUV was over here. So you've got wall, street, intersection thing, police cruisers over here somewhere. You can see the officers walk Mr. Floyd to uh, the uh, police cruisers that were around the corner on the other block. <clears throat> uh, as they're leading him towards the police vehicle, you see him fall and... I was trying to write notes as I was watching this. So I missed the fall at first and I had to go back, back the video up. It looks like he steps off the curb and his like heel of his foot catches the curb and he falls. Um, at first I thought maybe he dropped to the ground to resist because that's the narrative. He was resisting arrest. But it looked more like a accidental fall to me. So this is where the cell phone uh, footage takes over. Um, the video picks up where Mr. Floyd is on his stomach and the officer has his knee on his neck. So you miss some of what happened there. So we need to see more footage from the store surveillance camera. To see what happened in between the time that Mr. Floyd falls off the curb. At, and he's, I mean, the dude's walking, you know, perfectly fine. I mean, he's moving around asking the officers questions and stuff like that. But not resisting, okay? Then he falls down. And so, then we cut to the cell phone cameras. Um, he's on the ground. Okay, look. He's saying, my stomach hurts. He says, my penis hurts. He, he used a different word, but... And he says, then he says the I can't breathe line for the first time. And he says, everything hurts. I can't breathe. And at one point you hear him cry. I'm like, this is not a man that's resisting arrest. This is a man that's in a lot of pain. Okay, now, whether you're male or female, if your genitalia hurts, that's like the ultimate sensitive part of your body. Okay? So, if, if, I, if you got me pinned down and my 
you know, genitalia is hurting, I'm going to resist you. And this guy's not even resisting. He's just crying out for help. And then the continued, uh, I can't breathe statements. Um, you know, in one cell phone video, you see one of these other officers. Uh, well... Tau, I guess it's Tau Thau, T-O, wait a minute, how's it spelled? Yeah, his first name is spelled T-O-U, so is that two, two, and then his last name is T-H-A-O, Thau. Um, somebody tries to approach from the sidewalk, and it looks like Officer Thau has his hands in his pockets, but... He's wearing black gloves, like doctor gloves, and he has on black pants, and it's hard to tell if he's got his hands on his hips or in his pockets. But as the per person approaches him, he sticks his foot out and does kind of a front straight kick at him. Doesn't connect in and even come close, but just enough to back the person up, okay? Um... It says in 2014, though, Tao uh, knocked a guy's teeth out while the guy was in handcuffs with punches and kicks and knees. Um, now, this is not the officer who was on, on Mr., uh, Mr. Floyd's neck. This officer who is on Mr. Floyd's neck with the knee to his neck is Derek Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N, Derek Chauvin. Uh, he's had, he and Tao, or Officer Thao, have had several excessive force complaints uh, over their careers. But we're never disciplined. And that's sparking a lot of outrage in this also. Um, so the Minneapolis, this is from uh, NBC News. The Minneapolis police officer seen kneeling on the neck of an unarmed man. Heard saying, I can't breathe multiple times before he died was a 19-year department veteran, was the subject of dozens of police complaints over, or, okay, from police, compla police complaints, if I can talk, that required, resulted in no disciplinary action. The officer was praised for valor during his career, also once fired his weapon during an encounter with a suspect records show. Um, so, one, he may have uh, fired his weapon twice in the line of duty. The one time a suspect reached for his gun and tried to take it off of him, and he fired twice into the subject's stomach, and uh, the person lived, but obviously 
he was um, suspended, not suspended, but put on leave for a couple days, which is typical after there's been uh, shots fired by an officer. It's kind of, you know, it, the, shooting somebody, whether you like the officer or not, does a lot to a person's psyche. So they're always given a couple days off. Um, NBC News actually did a pretty fair job in this article. They interviewed um, a few people. And uh, one of the people was a, a police veteran. She also teaches at a police academy and said that, you know, anybody can file a complaint against an officer for any reason. So that might be the reason why uh, Calvin was not disciplined. These may have been just like complaints that, you know, a lot of officers get, um, but lead to after they're investigated, they don't lead to anything. Um, so it doesn't go into all that, but that's what this lady said. The other officers uh, were Thomas Lane, Two Thou, and J. Alexander Kuen. K U E N G. I think that's the officer who at the beginning of all this had Mr. Floyd uh, well under control until he fell off the curb. And then we skip ahead to the kneeling on his neck by Mr. Coven. Um, his ex-girlfriend told... Coven's ex-girlfriend told the Daily Beast... The, or, I mean, pardon me, Mr. Floyd's ex-girlfriend told the uh, Daily Beast that he was a gentle person. Um, it kind of sounds like that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, because in the video, he's not, I mean, through, he's not vulgar. He's not violent. He's not doing anything. I mean, he even cries, man. It's sad to watch. And uh, this Officer Coven, while he has his knee on his neck, you know, some of these videos, it's, you know, a third-generation video you're seeing on YouTube or something. But in the good footage, you can hear the officer talk, Officer Coven talking shit he's like you know, you're not so tough now are you you're not so tough now are you and he's saying kids this is why you don't do drugs and people on the sidewalk of course are like you know th there's nothing to do with drugs here this has nothing to do with drugs and I'm, I'm sorry I'm laughing I'm laughing at the the stupidity of the officer I guess um but one lady says, you can hear her off to the side of the cell phone, that, you know, I go to academy and that's not 
how you do it. That's not proper procedure. And like this officer does so much wrong. And you see Mr. Floyd go limp. And I'm like, oh my God, I just watched somebody die. And as they're putting him onto the stretcher even, I mean, like the paramedic walks up and checks his neck pulse. And it's like, this ain't good. Like they're not in a hurry. Like if somebody's in, you know, distress, Okay, if somebody's injured, the paramedics will have um, a certain speed or they just, they'll seem in a hurry. Even though it's like a slow, methodical hurry, you'll see that they're moving slow but fast. It's kind of a hard concept to grasp unless you've seen it. But they're moving faster than normal but not rushing and fumbling bumbling there but they're moving fast and steady the paramedics weren't doing that in this after they checked his neck pulse that tells me he was already dead with the officer's knee on his neck um it and this is just hor horrible horrible it's hard to talk about you know but i support police officers like 2000% and when one or maybe four in this case do something to make thousands look bad and make people like me that back the blue look bad, that really bothers me. And these officers did so much that were, well, no, one officer that I'm positive of did so much that was out of line. And then the other ones are like accessory because they didn't do anything to stop it. And maybe they were intimidated by this guy. Um, Officer Thao, he don't look intimidated by nobody. I mean, this is an a this cat this Asian cat's like a ninja. All right, this dude looks like he's about to pull some Bruce Lee shit on somebody if they get out of line. Okay, he ain't messing around. So, and at first I thought maybe at the first video I saw. Or first time I saw the video, I should say. I thought, well, maybe he's, you know, timid of this other officer who's a dick. Chavin. Maybe he's intimidated by that guy. He ain't intimidated by shit. He's just a badass little mofo. And he's not very big, but I guarantee you he'd whoop my butt. He'd whip a lot of people's butt. He, well, he bashed some guy's teeth out, you know, in 2014. Of course, it was a guy that was handcuffed. But, nonetheless, he's a little ninja badass, okay? Um, so, I, I kept looking back, uh, Google searching for, you know, um, a prior record of George Floyd. And I couldn't find anything. 
Now, usually by this point, you'll see the, uh, the some people call it character assassination. Um, other people will call it victim blaming. Um, some people will call it the truth. But usually you hear negativity about the person that got killed. Um, I can't find anything negative on George Floyd. So, you know, that's a plus. I, I, I've been on this from day one because it just looks so terrible the way Officer Chavin was acting uh, with his knee on the man's neck and everything. So I'm like, I'm glad I wasn't wrong for jumping on George Floyd's side from the beginning. Um, I hate to be wrong. Um, so the four officers were fired the next day. Um, as of a few hours ago, there were still rioting and looting going on in Minneapolis. Um, I don't get the point of the looting and all that, but I, I see this, I see the reason for protest. Now, a few years ago, we had, um, a man in Pittsburgh who was shot in the back by a police officer. Uh, the suspect, you know, jumped out. There was a call to a shooting. And this one guy jumped out of the car and took off running. And the officer just shot him in the back. And black folks in Pittsburgh... Um, I, I live near Pittsburgh. Uh, in Ohio, I'm in Ohio. They just, like, walked out into the streets. They stopped their cars and got out and blocked roadways. There was no violence, though. There wasn't any, you know, throwing rocks at police cars like they're doing in Minneapolis. Uh, no looting. They just said, we, we're going to shut your city down till we get justice. <laughs> and, you know, they st stayed out in the streets for hours. Uh, you know, and then the police, you know, stayed close but at a distance. And, you know, police shut down the roads leading up to uh, where the protesting was happening to avoid an even bigger traffic jam. Um, and then some cars had to start backing up and taking the nearest exit away from, you know, the various... I mean, some of this was like on the interstate freeways. Okay, so they had to find back up to the nearest exit and then go, you know, a different route and so on. But uh, at some points you saw like white people getting out of their cars and taking bottled waters to the black people that had been standing there for so long. Um, so uh, that's how you do a protest. You don't need to destroy your own city and your own neighborhood. Um, you know, and this, look, man, this has gone back to, I mean, many, many years. I mean, uh, we thought that it was over with after like the sixties and, you know, the civil rights protests, um, and things that went on down South. Then, you know, in what the eighties and nineties video cameras came out. And somebody videotaped a guy named Rodney King 
the late Rodney King. Uh, he didn't die by police. He died later of uh, natural causes. But uh, Rodney King got his ass whipped by the LAPD after a... police chase um and rodney was a pretty big guy um george floyd he didn't deserve to die but he, he's a pretty big guy tall guy not very intimidating though I, I if i saw george floyd i would not be afraid of this guy i mean i would i mean i'd probably say hi to him i say hi to everybody though um but yeah, doesn't look scary or tough or just looks like a, another dude. So this is very, very sad. Um, one side note to this, um, jo George Floyd was a remember um, <laughs> in the 1990s. He was a rapper, no, never achieved any level of fame uh, that I know of. But I think I remember the name of this group. From, I mean, back in the day when MTV played music, I heard of these guys. Uh, they were from Houston. Uh, this came from Billboard.com. Billboard is like the company that you know, does the record charts, you know, number one on the Billboard charts. Uh, George Floyd never had a number one Billboard chart song, though. But anyways, he was from Houston. He was a member of a group called the Screwed Up Click. Um, and he did some videos, um, looked like recently. I'm talking like you, like Instagram or Facebook or YouTube videos uh, recently of uh, advocating against gun violence. Uh, so, I mean, he doesn't seem like a bad person. Um you know, if he was trying to write a check and didn't have ID and maybe got pissy with the clerk, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm certain there was some prejudice going on here with the P, the police officer and, you know, so on and so forth. It just seems that way. Um, I mean, everyone's comparing it to Ahmaud Arbery. And it, it's kind of not the same. You know, the Arbery case, these two dumb crackers, uh, they they could have followed Ahmaud Arbery and given the police turn-by-turn -turn directions and let real police officers get there and take over the case. Um, now, you know, they... they original narrative for Ahmad Arbery was he was out for his daily jog. I just I, think I just heard thunder. Um, he was out for a daily jog, whatever. And in a video from a surveillance camera at a different house, you see him, you know, walk up to what looks like a fully constructed house from the outside. And then he runs into the garage 
and he looks around. Uh, at least somebody that looks like him is looking around inside the uh, garage. These aren't good HD like cameras in uh, Ahmad Arbery's case. The in the uh, George Floyd case, I mean, you can see the whole thing crystal clear. Like they're using good store surveillance cameras. But anyways, the Ahmad Arbery stuff. Um, you know, you see him go into the house. Then there's a camera inside the house, and it shows that the inside is still under construction. Uh, this is where the story started that he walked into a construction site. Technically, he did, but from the outside, it looks like a finished house. Um, and there, there are going to be some ramifications there for the three men involved. Uh, I, I think the father and son are going away for murder. And I think the guy that videotaped it, that goof, <laughs> bing, 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 like you can hear banjos when you look at these three. Um, they, the third guy involved that uh, recorded with his cell phone, I, keep, I always call it videotaping because I grew up on videotapes and camcorders. But anyway, um, the guy that recorded it with his cell phone, he's going to turn state's evidence on the other two, I think, if he's got an ounce of brains in him, which according to his attorney, he does not. But uh, maybe his attorney's defense is going to be my client was too dumb to be involved in a murder. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, this is not good. Not good at all. Um, you know, the the few police that are bad, like this Chavin, make the rest look bad. And I don't know what more can be done because, um, you know, I I listen to a lot of people. Um, one is Brandon Tatum or B. Tatum on YouTube. The Amazing Lucas is another on YouTube. Uh, I follow their political opinions and things. And they vastly differ on the Ahmaud Arbery case. But uh, on this case, you know, B. Tatum is like, man, these officers fucked up royally. And he's usually, he's a former police officer. And he's like, there's no police department anymore that teaches the knee on the back of the neck technique. Uh, there was a technique we were taught with our knee on the shoulder where it looks like it's on your neck. But this video, it's clearly on the guy's neck. Uh, even if the suspect was on some kind of drugs, uh, you know, we're taught, you know, de-escalation which uh, it's clear George Floyd was not on drugs and not resisting arrest. Um, so we'll see. Maybe more footage will come out. And I don't think there's going to ever be any video footage that, or anything that vindicates uh, Officer Chavin or the others from this. Uh, I said that, you know, Chavin needs to go to jail for murder and the other three accessory to murder. 
because any one of those four officers could have said, okay, that's enough. And the results would have been different uh, in many ways. The most important one is George Floyd would still be alive. And, and this is, it, man, it breaks my heart to watch that. I mean, I watched a man die on, on YouTube and social media. I watched a man die at the hands of someone that's supposed to protect and serve. Let, just let that sink in. Here, while we're, while that's sinking in, let's have a, a little moment of silence for George Floyd. And then I'll tell you goodnight in my usual ending. Oh, thank you guys. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, God bless you, and please pray for each other, um, and have a good, good rest of your night. Ooh.